everyone. Welcome back to The Wellness Farm. This is your go-to podcast for all things wellness, mental health, and growth. I am your host, Ari, and I am a licensed pharmacist and functional nutrition counselor. And before we start on today's episode, I wanted to just give some really quick announcements. So first off, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you find it useful, and you are on Apple Podcasts, Um, I don't know if Spotify has it, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, then leave your name and your location with your review because I really want to start doing shout outs for the podcast and I think it would be so fun to see where everyone is from and where they're listening from. And then the second thing is you have to join the Wellness Farm group chat, um, especially if you are in the LA or OC area. We are thinking of possibly doing a Valentine's Day dinner. Um, I know Valentine's Day is coming up. I thought it would be really cute if just a couple of us from the Wellness Farm group chat got together and did a little Valentine's Day dinner. So if you are in the LA area and you're interested, then definitely join the group chat. Let me know. And lastly, if you are enjoying the podcast, be sure to tag me on your Instagram stories. I have been loving all of the tags I've been getting and just seeing you guys listen really means the whole world to me. So yeah, those were my announcements and now we can get started with today's episode. So if you aren't biohacking in some way or another, you need to start now because you will feel and perform so much better in life. And biohacking, I guess, is a very broad term, but it's basically human enhancement. So it refers to making small improvements in your overall well-being through the use of supplements, nutrigenomics, which is basically using nutrition to positively benefit how you feel, movement, or other additional types of therapy. And you know, this encompasses everything. It's not just supplements, right? It's like movement, supplements, food. Some people even do IV infusions of certain antioxidants, but I probably won't cover that because this is just for beginners. You know, I just want to cover mushrooms and it's a very like beginner biohacking episode. I'm not really going to go and tell you to get an IV. I'm also deathly afraid of needles. (laughs) I'm actually sweating just thinking about getting an IV. Like, you guys, I really can't even talk about it. Um, I'm almost getting dizzy right now, so let's just change the topic before I pass out. So my first tip um, with biohacking in general would be to biohack with functional mushrooms. That's like the starting point. It is an amazing and easy way to biohack. And um, obviously, you know, the first couple ones I'm talking about, they're not psychoactive mushrooms. So anyone anywhere can get them. You can get it in the form of powder. Um, I know some companies sell them as liquid drops, but basically these are all legal (laughs) functional mushrooms, okay? So the first mushroom we're going to talk about is lion's mane mushroom. I know you've heard that name before. This is an edible mushroom. It has been used in Chinese medicine for a very, very long time. And it stimulates something called nerve growth factor production in the brain. And by stimulating nerve growth factor production in the brain, it supports acetylcholine circuits. Now, for those of you who don't know what acetylcholine is, acetylcholine is an important neurotransmitter in the brain. It's required for focus, memory, and other cognitive functions. And because it can increase nerve growth factor, lion's mane is important in promoting the growth and differentiation of neurons. So this 
this can in turn be really helpful for decreasing brain fog, improving focus, and supporting recovery from nervous system injuries. In fact, lion's mane has been shown to reduce neuronal damage caused by amyloid beta plaques, which is what accumulates in the brain in patients with Alzheimer's disease. There have been preclinical studies done suggesting that lion's mane may actually reduce inflammation and biological markers of Alzheimer's, such as improved cognition and the release of nerve growth factor. So let's just take a step back, okay? Like this is crazy. Nerve growth factor production is very important in the brain and the fact that lion's mane literally does that and helps with focus and brain fog and overall energy levels is amazing and that's why I do always put, you know, mushroom powder in my smoothies and stuff. I do feel the difference. I think it works so well. Now something I will say about lion's mane though is that, or honestly any mushroom that is discussed in this podcast episode is that you do need to take it every day. It's not something where, you know, you take it and it instantly works. It's like mushrooms you have to take every single day and you cannot stop it in order to see a difference. But if you do take it every day, you will see a difference. It it works very well in my opinion. Now, one last thing about lion's mane mushroom, it also has very strong antioxidant effects and anti-inflammatory effects. There has been so much evidence surrounding the role that inflammation plays in depression and anxiety especially, so it's common to see lion's mane used as a biohack to reduce anxiety and depression in individuals. Lion's mane is also rich in beta-glucans, which are soluble fibers that are naturally found in certain foods and they provide benefit by preventing the body from absorbing cholesterol from food and could potentially lower heart disease risk. So lion's mane as you can see is probably one of the most important mushrooms because it's not only good for your brain function but it's also good for your overall health right. So I think that might be one of my favorite mushrooms. Now the second one is reishi mushroom. Reishi has been referred to as the mushroom of immortality. Ooh, I like that. Because of its effects on the immune, nervous, and endocrine system. It contains polysaccharides that activate your immune cells. So it activates macrophages and helper T cells and therefore it promotes immunity against pathogens like bacteria and viruses. It also contains something called trite triterpenes. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's called triterpenes and these are chemical compounds found in some mushrooms and in plants. These compounds are really important you guys because they have adaptogenic effects that reduce anxiousness, provide long-lasting focus, and restore balance to the body. So I think this would be a very useful mushroom for people who have really stressful and jam-packed days because it is really supporting you in like every department and reishi also contains powerful antioxidants and antioxidants are very important because they neutralize free radicals which directly damage our dna and free radicals are unpaired electrons that are highly reactive and therefore cause tissue damage so if we didn't have antioxidants we would constantly get cancer from cell damage so (laughs) you know we love antioxidants in this household antioxidants are key seriously 
And so reishi also has cardioprotective effects. The triterpenes found in it support blood pressure and cholesterol management and may inhibit platelet aggregation that have potential to cause dangerous blood clots. So obviously we can't use reishi mushroom in place of a blood thinner, right? But I am just trying to make a point as to how good it is for the cardiovascular system and for supporting blood flow. Now, um, the third mushroom is shiitake mushroom. Um, these also taste really good if you are into mushrooms, like eating mushrooms. I love eating mushrooms. I like mushroom pasta. I like mushroom soup. I love mushrooms. I know some people hate mushrooms though, and I just don't get it, but I love mushrooms. Tag me on your Instagram stories if you love mushrooms. Okay, so back to shiitake mushroom. The polysaccharides found in shiitake mushrooms have anti-cancer effects, particularly the lentenin, which is a type of sugar molecule. So lentenin is a really amazing sugar molecule that is found in shiitake mushrooms, but get this, lentenin is actually even used by medical professionals to boost the effects of medications used to treat cancer and HIV infection. And I just thought that was so cool because this, you know, sugar molecule that's found in shiitake mushrooms is literally being used to also boost the effects of medications used to treat cancer and HIV infection. So I thought that was really, really interesting when I was doing my research for this episode. And lentenin can be given by IV or by injection. In fact, in China and Japan, an injectable form of lentenin is used alongside chemotherapy to improve immune function and quality of life in people with gastric cancer. So that is really, really interesting. I had no idea that lentenin was actually used you know, alongside medications like that. And so yeah, you learn something new every day. Eat your shiitake mushrooms. (laughs) So the other mushroom I want to talk about is turkey tail mushroom. Now I call this the gut mushroom because it has so many great gut and immune benefits. It's mycelia comes from two beta-glucan polysaccharides and um, they are called polysaccharide K and polysaccharide peptide. And these polysaccharides have been well studied to improve human immunity and cognitive function. It is really amazing for cognition, for thinking, for just any any mental use that you have because turkey tail can slow down the degenerative process of neurotransmitters in the brain by inhibiting something called acetylcholinesterase. Acetylcholine esterase is an enzyme that basically eats up acetylcholine and that's not good. That's actually what leads to cognitive disorders like Alzheimer's. In addition, turkey tail can stimulate neurogenesis in the hippocampus, which is the region of the brain involved in memory and learning. Now I did mention um, that turkey tail is really known as the gut mushroom and I, I refer to it as the gut mushroom all the time and that's because it really is useful to increase the diversity and population of beneficial bacteria in the gut. So it does act as a prebiotic and prebiotics are basically high fiber foods that act as food for your gut microflora. So it's basically serving as food for your gut bacteria. 
And we want that, right? Because we want to nourish our gut. Now, stepping aside from turkey tail mushroom, I want to quickly discuss cordyceps. Now, cordyceps mushroom is really unique for having something called nucleosides, which are nutrients that are essential for our cells to make energy. With that being said, cordyceps is very useful for boosting exercise performance. This is because it increases the body's production of ATP and helps deliver energy to the muscles. We love that. It also improves the way our body utilizes oxygen during exercise, particularly improving our exercise capacity. So I feel like this would be so useful for anyone who runs, anyone who does any like endurance type activity. I love supplements that improve my endurance and my ability to run for longer durations of time. I actually have been, side note, I have been using nitric oxide here and there before workouts. So cool. I I have never experienced something like this, but it basically helps with dilating your blood vessels. So it helps improve blood flow throughout your body. Very cool. I might make an episode on that, but I have been using that for running because I do run. I run like two to three miles a day, not every day, maybe like five times a week or four times a week. And it has been so helpful. But anyway, Um, Back to cordyceps. So it does improve our exercise capacity. And because cordyceps has such a great influence on our DNA and protein synthesis, it does have anti-aging and libido boosting properties. Heck yeah, we love that. We love anti-aging and we love boosting our libido. So there have been some studies done that showed that animals like mice that were given cordyceps lived several months longer than mice given a placebo. And another study found that cordyceps extended the lives of fruit flies. So of course, more research has to be done on humans, but this is very interesting. You never know, cordyceps might just be the key to living longer. (laughs) That and nicotinamide mononucleotide, okay? Love that. Now the last mushroom I want to discuss is psilocybin. And, you know, full disclosure, psilocybin is actually a Schedule 1 substance. So I'm not trying to tell you guys, go and, go and get psilocybin, go and try it, you know. I'm just trying to let you guys know that this is a very important mushroom that we all need to know about and be aware of um, because it has so many benefits. And it's not legal in most states. I think Oregon actually recently passed a 2020 Oregon ballot measure. Um, so they made it. They made it completely legal for therapeutic use. They also decriminalized psilocybin, which is so great and makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I don't really know why, you know, it's federally still illegal, but Oregon did decriminalize psilocybin. They made it legal for therapeutic use. Colorado actually recently followed through in 2022, but the use, sale, and possession of psilocybin in the United States is illegal under federal law. Psilocybin absolutely has to be discussed in this podcast because it provides really promising results when patients in clinical studies microdose them. It literally rewires the brain for people with depression. That's amazing, okay? It literally works so well. It rewires the brain and it has much less side effects than antidepressants. This is major. It's a huge stepping stone 
in the treatment of mental health. Um, I just want to give a little quick background of how psilocybin works and why it is used for mental health. So psilocybin is considered to be something called a prodrug. So it has to be metabolized first and then it turns into the active drug. It is rapidly converted to psilocin in the GI tract by enzymes. And psilocin is the active molecule that produces the pharmacological effect of being a selective agonist of serotonin receptors. So it acts on certain serotonin receptors, uh, 1A, 2A, 2B, and 2C. So it works because it activates serotonin receptors and therefore exerts its psychedelic actions. And when people use psilocybin, it leads to feelings of relaxation, introspective or spiritual experiences. And although there are reports of Um, feeling nervous or having panic reactions when taking psilocybin. I just want to kind of put it out there that if you are not feeling good and you do take any type of drug that alters your mind, like a stimulant or a hallucinogenic drug or a psychedelic drug, you're not going to feel great after. You know what I mean? Like if you're already normally not feeling good and you're worried and have anxiety, and then you take a drug like that, you're going to obviously get worse. So that's why a lot of the um, subjects that were in clinical trials, they were taking psilocybin in microdoses, also in very controlled environments. Anyway, um, so I wanted to kind of go over a study that was done really quickly. There was a study led by Alan Davis at Ohio State University, And they did find that people with depression who were treated with psilocybin saw their symptoms improve more than twofold over those in the control group. And a phase two double-blind trial showed that two doses of psilocybin benefited people with major depression about as much as a six-week course of the SSRI antidepressant Iskitalopram. Oh my god. Like, I I can't see you, but I I feel like your jaw probably just dropped. You guys, that's crazy, okay? So two doses of psilocybin benefited people with major depression about as much as a six-week course of escitalopram. That's amazing. And then to go on, remission rates were twice as high in the trial arm, and psilocybin had a marginally better safety profile. That is really an amazing finding. Um, I There's many studies like that, by the way. You, you can go on really any major journal publication, any major mental health publication, any academic article, website, And you will find so much information on the use of psilocybin and mental health disorders. I, you know, obviously do not urge you guys to go and do psilocybin, but what I am a huge proponent of is research in this field because I think it's so promising. So that is the lowdown on mushrooms and how the different types can benefit us. For the functional mushrooms I discussed in this episode, I do have a mushroom powder I recommend, and it is linked in the show notes if you are interested in purchasing it. And if you learned something from this podcast or you are listening to it right now, tag me on your Instagram story. I love seeing who is listening. It makes me, you guys don't realize this. Like I keep saying it makes me so happy. You don't know what an amazing feeling it is to put yourself out there 
and talk into a microphone every single week and publish it out for the world to listen to. And like for actual people that I don't even know to listen to my podcast and then like tag me or make a comment about it on my TikTok. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. It makes me really like, I seriously just feel overjoyed. So if you want to make me happy and give me a dopamine release, tag me on Instagram at Dr. Ari says, I'm also going to leave it in the show notes. My TikTok, by the way, is at the wellness farm, which will also be linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys learned a thing or two from this exciting biohacking episode specifically biohacking with mushrooms I think mushrooms are really amazing we really need to start using it to our advantage more I like to put the mushroom powder in my smoothies I love mushrooms mushrooms are awesome and I will talk to you guys next week thank you so much for listening Feel